The king said to Joab, the captain of the army, who was with him, Now go back and forth through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, and count the people, that I may know the sum of the people. Second Samuel 24, 2 Dear God, everything good comes from your hand. Sometimes we are prideful and forget this. Help us to remember that anything good we do is all because of you. And help us to show others your love today in a special way. It's all about you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for praying with us today. The Kids Bible in a Year podcast is sponsored by Little Passports, delivering monthly activity kit subscriptions that help kids explore the world. Cultivate curiosity and discover new interests with hands-on crafts and activities in cooking, science, crafts, and more, all with a unique cultural twist. Visit littlepassports.com blessed to learn more and save 20% with code blessed. Taking account of the people. In our last story, David gathered the bones of Saul and Jonathan. In this story, out of pride, David will take account of the people and incense the Lord by doing so, as inspired by 2 Samuel and 1 Chronicles. Hey, this is Julia Sadler. I am so excited that you're here today for the Kids Bible in a Year podcast. God will put David in his place today, and it will not be pretty. But in the end, David will remember a very important lesson. Everything good he does is really just a gift from God. Listen in, and you'll see what I mean. King David wanted to know how many people he could have in his army. So he said to Joab, Go throughout the land and count all the people. Joab knew that God didn't want David to do that. He said, Don't disobey the Lord. God will give you as many people you need if you just ask. But David still wanted Joab to do what he asked. So Joab and his army went to every part of Israel and counted all the people. He found out that there were over 1,300,000 men who were able to go to battle for Israel if they needed to. After David heard this, he knew God wasn't pleased with his actions. He prayed, Oh God, I have acted wrongly and sinned against you. Forgive me of my sins. The Lord sent David a message through a prophet that said, You're to choose one of the three punishments for your sin. Three years without food in your land, three months of losing battles to invading armies, or three days of infectious disease that will sweep across the country. David replied, All of these options terrify me, but I would rather suffer under your wrath than under that of the hands of men. I know you, God, are merciful. So God sent an angel who spread a terrible disease across the land, and 70,000 men died. Then the angel began to focus on Jerusalem, 
and as death came upon the city, God said, Stop! The people have suffered enough. The angel immediately stopped when he was over a Jebusite named Ornan's threshing floor. It was the same place where Abraham offered his son Isaac to the Lord. David saw the angel holding a sword stretched over the city when he looked up. Ornan, too, saw this sight and hid in fear. David fell on his face before God and said, O Lord, I'm the only one that sinned, not these people. They are like sheep. What have they done to deserve this? Just punish my family and me for my sin. The same prophet brought another message to David, saying, Build an altar to the Lord on that threshing floor. David immediately walked toward it, and when Ornan saw him, he ran and bowed down before the king. David told him, Sell me your threshing floor so that I can build an altar to God. Then he will stop the destruction of the people. I will pay full price to buy it from you. Ornan said, O oh, king, you do not have to buy my land. I will give it to you. Take it and build your altar. You can even use my oxen for the offering and my wood for the fire. I give you all of it. I have faith that the Lord will hear you. David replied, No, I will buy everything from you at its full price. I cannot sacrifice something to the Lord that doesn't cost me anything. So David then bought the threshing floor, the oxen, and the wood. He immediately built an altar and made sacrifices to God. God heard David and his prayer and sent fire to burn up the offering from God. He commanded the angel and said, Put your sword away. When he spoke the word, the disease was over. From that day forward, David used that altar to make his sacrifices to God and called the threshing floor the house of the Lord. David later got the people to bring materials to build the temple. And years after, King Solomon built the temple of the Lord at that place. As we open today's story, King David is feeling pretty good about himself. Actually, too good. The nation of Israel is winning battles left and right and growing stronger every day. And because David wanted to feel even more important and powerful, he decided to have Joab count all the people in the land. Do you think David needed to know that number? Of course not. Just as Joab said, God would provide the exact number of people they needed in order to be victorious in whatever battle came their way. Hadn't David learned that by now? Well, he had, but pride is a very powerful thing. You see, when things are going very well for us, it's easy to fall into the same trap that David fell into. Have you ever made a winning touchdown, gotten the best grade in your class, or acted out of kindness and received much attention because of it? There are times when things are going to go great for you, and that's good but only if you always remember one very important thing. Everything good that happens is from the hand of God. 
He's the reason, not us. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom can be no variation, no turning shadow. That means that anything good you do is because God has helped you and given you special gifts. And Psalm 115 says it this way, Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory, for your loving kindness and for your truth's sake. We don't know exactly when this psalm was written or even who wrote it, but chances are it was written on behalf of the people of Israel after God had done something great for them. And like we often do, David had forgotten He had decided to take the credit, and he wanted to hear just how many people he had in that huge army. He wanted to hear that big, giant number for himself. Do you remember what it was? One million and three hundred thousand. Thankfully, David realized his mistake before anyone had to tell him. He did just what he should have done something he had done many times before, and something we should do more often. He told God that he had done something wrong, that he was sorry, and asked for forgiveness. But even though God would forgive David, because that's what he does, there still had to be a punishment. So the Israelites suffered for a little while from a bad disease, and then God offered his mercy to his people. Next, we find David building an altar to God in the very spot where Abraham had offered his son Isaac as a sacrifice years before. And would you believe, many people think this was also the same mountain that Jesus would die on one day. Like David, we need God's forgiveness too we would need to tell him about our sin and ask for his mercy. And like David, God would give it to us, but this time through his one and only son. If you wanna make sure that you're going to heaven one day, you and me and everyone else has to do what the Bible says. The Bible says that if you confess your sins, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you've never done that before, follow me in this prayer. Dear Lord, I love you so much. And I believe what I've heard today, that you died on the cross for my sins. I'm asking you to please forgive me to come into my life and be my savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me and help me to spend the rest of my life close to you. In Jesus name I pray, amen. The Bible says when we ask forgiveness and ask God to come into our lives and be our savior, that our heart and our soul forever have a ticket to heaven and no one can take it away. 
Today's story ends as God's people bring materials to build him a temple in the very place of David's altar. In just a matter of time, David's son Solomon would see the temple with his own eyes. I can't wait to tell you about it. Thanks for being with me today. Next time we'll hear about the struggle for who would be king after David. Come back to find out and say it with me. Ready? One, two, three. The Bible is the best story ever told. It's God's story to you and it's all true. Enjoyed the podcast? Leave a review to help other parents discover us and spread the word around the world. Thanks for listening to Pray.com's Kids Bible in a Year. For more Bible stories and wisdom to last a lifetime, download the Pray.com app for free today. Thanks for listening to Kids Bible in a Year. I want to invite our adult listeners to check out my other show, Unapologetic, God's Truth on Today's Topics. It's unfiltered, important, inspiring, and we have awesome conversations and amazing guests such as Candace Cameron Bray, Vice President Mike Pence, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Shannon Bream, Maddie Pruitt, and so many others. We are helping you have conversations that empower you to have bold faith in a broken world. You'll be excited, inspired, and encouraged in your faith as you check out Unapologetic. Remember that you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts and on Pray.com.